0: Hi there everybody. Welcome to the Cloud Based Mayhem. This is your host, Gavin McClurg, We're doing another walk and fly down memory lane, this time with Gaspard Petio. He and I both were rookies in twenty fifteen. He competed again in twenty seventeen and twenty nineteen. So had three great events in 2017 he was actually leading for a pretty short stint but he was out in front of Kriegel, day six into the race and then unfortunately broke his wrist but as with all the others there's some great stories here a lot of laughs and we had a lot of fun with this one and tiny bit of housekeeping in this one is that my book advanced paragliding is now available in an e-format so it's available on kobo Google Books, Kindle, and you can get it through xemag.com forward slash shop. You'll find it there. The book is in three different volumes. They're 10 bucks a piece, so cheaper than the real book, and you can take it with you wherever you go. If you've wanting to read advanced paragliding or if you just want to have it on your phone, then that's the way to do it. Again, xemag.com forward slash shop. Huge thanks to the cross-country team for making this all happen. Please enjoy this walk and fly down memory lane with Gaspard Petio. I think he was France. Oh, so many French. I think he was France too. But anyway, incredible pilot, really fun human being, and uh, you'll enjoy it. Cheers. Gaspard. Awesome to have you on the show, my friend. It's uh, like we were talking about before we started recording. It's been a minute. I haven't seen you in a while. What's What have you been up to? Before we get into the X-Op stories, what's life been like uh, since the last I saw you in 2019?
1: Well, it's been... Um, I had more time to do some things I, I wanted to do, some things I wanted to try. Um, I spent a lot of time... At a three, three years sailing and... Um, and also taking more time with my girls because, uh, my, my girls are growing now. They're, um, 11 and uh, 12, so they, you know, they can practice sport with me now and it's, it's different story, but it's, it's fun. Do they fly? Uh, not alone yet, but we usually, we, we fly, uh, the three of us, uh, on the tandem and we, um... We we do a lot of um, small adventures like rock climbing and then we take off from the summit, or we can cross country ski and then fly together. We do like small adventures all together. Neat,
0: and you did a big trip last year to the states, right? Where all did you go? Um,
1: no, not two years ago, three years ago. I've been to oh, is that that long ago now. I, I went to Canada. And um, ah, I've, I've right. done a great trip over there and um, I, I flew a lot, but uh, we also uh, hiked a lot with the girls. We saw a bunch of animals and uh, we traveled. It was really fun. Did you get a van? Did
0: you get kind of an RV? Uh, and actually,
1: actually, I wasn't really, not really good at preparing the stuff. I, I rented a big car, but when I got to the airport, they gave me like a sport car, like <laughs> really like a Mustang racing car. <laughs> so we traveled <laughs> with this sport car, <laughs> but it was fun though. We, 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 we went all the way through Canada with this and, um, we had a bike on it. So on the carbon, you know, it was a carbon design, you know, sport car, but we put the bike on it and then a paraglider bag and every, every kind of stuff over it. It was fun. And
0: the the sailing. Where did you go? Three years. Were you were you sailing around the world? Were you keeping it more local? What were you doing?
1: Um, I've, when I ended uh, 2019, I was kind of um tired. Uh, paragliding uh, was all my life for ten years, and I I wanted to try some some sailing. Uh, so I have a lake just near my house, so I started uh competition sailing um on a small A class catamaran like a like a race race um, boat and then at the same time i had a friend uh who was sailing like long distance um races um on the ocean and on the mediterranean so i've i've um sailed with him for several races like a tandem uh they're like uh six or seven days uh races uh, uh long distance and um and also my brother uh, a really good, um, paragliding pilot that helped me for the Three Elk Subs. He traveled, uh, from, um, France to crossing the, uh, uh, Atlantics and then back. So I had, uh, the opportunity to fly a bit with him. So it was, oh, I mean, cool. I, I made a lot of sailing and it was fun.
0: This is an interesting thing that so many of us are sailors. What do you think, you know? Damian Lacaz was doing a big one this last year with his family. Tom the has obviously done a lot of sailing. Paul just bought his boat. Uh, he's planning on doing a bunch of sailing with his family. And there are others. What do you think the What do you think the connection there is? There's a lot of you know. I I get the kite surfing and the foiling. And that's a very flowy sport like paragliding is. But I, you know, sailing was something I didn't. I got into sailing way before I got into flying. I, I was a sailor for a long time, but it's an interesting connection.
1: Yes. I think the main connection for for the four of us that you've said before is that um, the main difference between sailing and paragliding is that you can bring your family with you. Mm. <laughs> and in a paraglider, it's not that easy. So yeah. it's easy to share an adventure. You can bring a lot of gear. You can go on beautiful places and you can share the idea of... Um, of of uh traveling with the elements, but together as a family and that's that's the main difference i think
0: is this something you'd take on as a is a big family endeavor in the future? Would you go you know offshore or maybe do a circumnavigation or you know live on a boat for a, a period of time
1: um I guess not because um uh after three years of sailing i I decided to stop a little bit. Uh, for two main reasons the first one is that it's very uh, complicated to sail. it's very expensive it's very it's a lot of gear a lot of repairs a lot of um, logistic and I'm not really I don't really like it I mean that much um, the second reason is that my wife is not really fond of it <laughs> so that's yeah, um, it's a big one the main problem so we usually um, I, I think we will continue to sell like um, I don't know, several weeks uh, per year, but I'm not, I don't think we, we will travel long distance. I mean, long periods because she's mm. not fond of it. So mm. forget it. She's more, she's more into um, cl- climbing summits and uh, I mean, high, light climbing and fast climbing. Alpine climbing. <laughs> ah, okay. And you are as well? Yes. Before uh, prior lighting, I was um, an alpine guide. So uh, I was into um, rock climbing and um, mountaineering, and I'm kind of coming back to this because um, I really like it, and my 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 children loves it too. So we're starting to climb again and ski again, and of course paragliding. But we we do many things, and it's and that's fun. In my mind, you're you're always.
0: You've proven in your 3 XOps campaigns because of your knees, you know, you've got worse knees than I do. And, you know, I always, I've always tried to be patient with you on the ground, but there are times when we've been together, on tr- not many, you're usually out in front, of, in, in front of me, but where I just, I can't, I got to leave them. I, I can't go that slow. And yet you just do so well in the race and that's, you know, you've proven your, your flying capability, You've you've told me privately that a lot of that's your brother. He's very good at kind of routing you through the sky when he's on the ground and and kind of helping you out with ideas and stuff, which we'll we'll talk about. But I, you're not someone that I see, you know, really chasing the World Cups and all that stuff. Where where does the is it talent? Is it is it because you are so dedicated? Privately, uh, where where does it come from? I know that's a hot seat question, but.
1: Uh. I I um, I think um, I it comes from the fact that I didn't have a lot of time to um to train, and um and I had the, my way of training was uh, a family training. I was always, uh, we usually spend the w- the summer with my whole family, and my wife is um, uh, she she bikes because she practiced triathlon, so in the morning she would bike to a, a path in the Ops, and then we would um, have lunch with the kids at this path, and I would have to take off there, because I had no choice. I mean, I, the only way to fly was to, to take off on any path. It's not the kind of flying flying where you're free, so it's it's really similar to the x in a way that you don't really choose your takeoff, and you have a, a really accurate timing to fly because we had to meet at four o'clock for um for uh switching with the kids at the lake so you have to take off on a special place and you have to land on a special place at the exact time so you can go wherever you want and sometimes i would go on really ugly places but i knew i had to come back and on a certain timing and it taught me um this idea of uh m- make it whatever happens and this idea of uh of, of being able to respect a certain timing and this is really helpful later it helped me a lot because at the exalt it's exactly the same you don't really choose to take off and you need to be on that exact ridge at this timing because if not i mean the sun won't be at that time or the the valley wind will be too strong or and it and it's I think this uh, this way of flying that taught me uh, day after day uh, this this timing stuff and this this uh, and and it it also taught me that it's uh, it's not going fast going fast it's not about pushing about pushing fast it's uh, most of the time going fast is about thinking and and taking time when you need to go up to the terminal, to the top of the terminal, because this one is really important. And glide really well on that one because this one is really important. But maybe the the next forty k's you can push hard because it's it's not uh, really, I mean, it won't it won't bother, it won't make difference. And then, while well, all this this thinking about being at the right time at the right moment. This is what ha- what uh, what really helpful for me, I think, because I'm not, uh, I I've I've paraglide I've. I've also practiced walker paragliding just for fun, but I'm not really good at it because it's about flying with others, flying in groups, and um and I'm not really used to it. I really I'm really used to flying alone on dirty places. <laughs>
0: dirty places I like that.
1: And where where is home? Um this is another um really important question because I moved uh I moved uh, several, in several towns lately, and so I had the opportunity to fly on different uh, area and different spots. I, I have um, lived in the really high mountains, I've lived uh, on the pre-Alps, I've lived on the n- north of the Alps, south of the Alps, so I've, I've met really different uh, kind of style and different kind of conditions, and this helps too. And now I live in Ex les bains which is a town uh, between Annecy and Grenoble it's just near Annecy ah. on the south yeah. part on the lake mm. and it's um it's it's a soft kind of flying because it's pre alps it's uh, it's not in the high range
0: had you done other hike and fly races before the 2015
1: race yes this is a really important question because um i learned uh, many things uh in uh for the ax alps uh Practicing races before X I've I've done uh, a really interesting race that called that is called Air Tour. That is a yep. race near Grenoble, and it helped me understand uh, all the tricks, all the, the mistakes that you can do, and and, and this is why I, I probably didn't make that much mistakes in the Alps, in the X you
0: said before we started recording, you know, again, before we kind of rewind the clock here, but you said before we started recording that each of your three races, 2015, 2017, 2019, which you had great results in all three, were very different. What did you mean by that?
1: Well, on the first X-Ops, um, I was here to, to discover. I was here to fly a lot, uh, but I, wasn't ex- I was not expecting any results. My only goal was to reach Monaco and, uh, and do my, the best I could. Um, it worked really well and we had a tremendous ex- experience, um, but it was, about, um, it was not about a race. Um, on the second example, on 2.17, it was totally different. The idea was to be efficient and to fight with the best. So the idea was to fight in the front And, uh, so I was more into, I was more accurate, more prepared. I had, um, a really, um, uh, fast wing and really, um, powerful win, win, wing. wing. (laughs) And, um, yes, I was, I I had prepared everything to be fighting with the, with the first top leaders. And since in 2017, uh, I. I ended injured at the end of this race. Um, I didn't know if I would come back. Uh, I was like, I was kind of. Um, I knew that after this race, I I couldn't do much better than that. I was. Uh, it was hard to, to beat um, the best of the of the race, and uh, I came back in two nineteen uh, to end this experience with um, with um a race that would that I would um, control, that I would I would be proud of. A, a race uh, that would bring me to Monaco the last time, and in the, the right way, and not. I was not. Uh, I knew I was not the best pilot, but I wanted to do things properly, and I wanted to reach Monaco the last time before saying goodbye to this marvelous adventure.
0: So you knew going into 29, and I remember you telling me this before the race, that that was going to be your last.
1: Yes. I, for me, um, I was, I, I've never thought about doing exams, um more than two or three times um, because uh, I, I didn't want to, to be, I, I wanted to be a full-time, uh, a full-time investment. I wanted to be full fully into it, and I know that if I, I know myself, if I, if it's, the project is a really long-time project, probably um, my level would, would not be uh, strong all the time. I, I'm not uh, committed, like, Krigola. I have plenty of other things that I want to do. My girls need me also for other things, so I knew I had few opportunities, and I wanted to, uh, I wanted depth to be really, uh, really strong. But still, in two thousand twenty one it was hard for me not to apply.
0: <laughs> I imagine. You know, I didn't apply this year and I'm starting to get the uh <laughs> you know, I, I'm curious. Your girls, if I have the math right, were kind of four, five, six, somewhere right in there for the first one. You know, my little girl's five now, and that's that was a big part of my decision to not compete this year and other things, you know, fifty the race is getting i mean back in 2015 we could make mistakes and still you know be in there with the with the top guys and now i don't find that that's the case you've just you got to be on and it's it's a different race it's just faster which is great it's that's super exciting but so but a big part of it was just the time required it doesn't sound like you know it sounds like you're you had a more relaxed approach because you had to it was just practical to spend time with your family So two questions. It seems like that is maybe approach that really helps. I'm sure it would help a lot of people, including myself, to be maybe not take it so seriously and be more relaxed as I was in 2015 because I had no I, i my only objective there was to not get eliminated. I had no idea, you know, and get to Monaco. Of course, we all have that objective, but I didn't have any expectations, and I think that's a really good thing. But so that's one question, and the other question is how. Has have things changed for you with your daughters getting older from the 2015 race to the 2019 race? As they as they become became adolescents, how did that affect your approach?
1: Um, well, for sure during the races, uh, having the girls was always the um, it was always inside your head uh, when you take some risks and especially when you fly against the wind. So you have to think about it, and then sometimes you're you're hungry, uh, you're angry about yourself because you you you've taken uh, risky decisions. So, so it's it's kind of uh, there's there's like a voice telling you that this is wrong, and you should be careful. And then uh, so this is um, a kind of a small problem that you have to take take into account. Um, when they were small, it was easy to. To, to, to train because I could share half day with my wife. She would train in the morning. I would train in the afternoon and we'd switch like this. And I could spend half day with my girls and it would, I mean, it was okay. Uh, and the more they grow, the more they want to do things. I mean, they they can run, they can hike, they can ski. So they wants they want to share the stuff. They want to do things and you want to share things with them. Uh, I mean, I, I, I enjoy, I really enjoy to spend time skiing and to, 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 to train climbing. So for me, it was clear that the more, the, the older they, 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 they would go, the, the, the more time I had to, to, to give them. And, and that's why I knew that my, my window for the x was quite, quite short.
0: What are your goals now for paragliding?
1: Uh, my goal in paragliding, I don't have any goal in paragliding. (laughs) No, I, I, I have to say that for three years, I almost, I didn't fly, most didn't fly. Uh, I, I, I totally, I made a a big break. Uh, And now I've sold my boat and I'm, I'm starting to fly again. Uh, But, but I'm not expecting, uh, for now, I'm not I don't have any expectations because I'd have I've I have a I don't have that much time and um maybe later when the girls will go away I'll probably start again probably I have I'll have some more uh, some more objectives some more targets some more objectives but now it's 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 not um I have some small like small ideas but it's I'm, I I mean it's not like a huge objectives, but it's not my time it's it's their time now i'm i am i I'm here for for them for the girls. Good for you, okay,
0: well, let's go back and relive a little bit for the 2015 race. Each race is dictated by the weather, of course uh, the 2015 race the route was the Geisberg as it always is, down to the Dockstein, which we had an amazing first day of it was very hot but really good flying. And, uh, you and I were out in front, as I recall, and, and we made it down to the Kimsey, And then from there, we went to Laramuse and then down to the Brenta and then up to the Matterhorn and then around Mont Blanc and to Annecy. We had some uh, fun flying into and out of Annecy and then down all the way down to Pay, down to Monaco. And 2015 was, was dominated by wind we had a lot of heat and big storms early in the season from, you know, heat, lightning and heavy, heavy rain at at night from just being being so hot, uh, including in the prologue, which I believe 2015 was the first year there was a prologue and then incredible amount of wind. We, there was a lot of injuries, a lot of accidents, a lot of withdrawals it was a very, you know, I think for you and I being rookies, it was a good, you know, wow, this is what this is all about because you, you, you just got used to it and you just kept doing it. But looking back, there was some, there was a lot of wind, a lot of lee flying and a lot of pushing into wind. We were, we mostly had westerlies and we were, we were heading west. So some pretty dicey stuff, but you and Antoine and Aaron had an amazing battle for, for fourth, uh, down at the end. You were, you were just hanging on to Paul and, and Kriegel, as I remember. And, and Sebastian Huber, that was his rookie year and he really had one. I think he got second, didn't he? So yeah, th- there's a little recap of how the race was, but you and I had some fun together early and then you got out front and I never saw you again, but I see you smiling, uh, what what was a highlight from that race, and what was maybe something you would have liked to change?
1: <laughs> um, the um, the highlights uh, for me it's 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 uh, like you say it's it's weird because on my memories, I o- only keep the the good memories. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? That's why we keep doing it. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, as you said, the wind was uh, was uh, really strong, and uh, I remember some landings uh really scary landings um i remember um uh, uh, one of my worst memory of paragliding was on uh, on simplon path I was um i i was thinking as uh as a pilot that um if if the wind was strong i would i could i could um be safe landing on the on the top of a mountain i would be safer so i went on simplon path and uh I made this huge mistake because all the the, the west wind of Switzerland would would go in that path, and and I was just at the right, really the right or the wrong place. <laughs> I was on the hill, and the wind was just was just pushing me up the mountain, like like a soaring, but but uh, but uh, not uh, soaring, but going backward. And I was mm. like, "Oh, I'm gonna jump over the mountain and scratch myself in Italy over there." and i stayed like like uh fighting against this wind uh for about 30 minutes and uh wondering where i would end this uh this 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 very moment and uh and yes for me this 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 is a really s- strong um souvenir and uh this i i didn't know what to do i was pushing the bar and couldn't move and i was looking uh turning my head I was like oh no please 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 I need help and i don't know i had and this for this fortunate thermal that came and helped me to get out of this place and saved me just um this was um yeah I, I forgot i had forgotten this 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 uh moment but now that you speak about Wien, I can remember the the hell i was in and uh and it was and, and, and I survived this, <laughs> I survived this, but it, at this very moment, I was really, really scared. And I, and I remember that when I landed, I was like, oh, I love to walk. I love to walk. And I walked all the night, all the, all the afternoon, I walked and I walked and I could probably fi- fly again this day, but I, I, I was mentally destroyed. So yes, I've... it was a hard race and, uh, and it's, it, it, the wind was really strong.
0: I believe that was probably the day if you were pushing into the Simplon, that was the day I was back with, with Tom and Ferdy back getting in, trying to get into Bellinzona. And that was when Tom went in the tree and had to be helicoptered out and uh, the German pilot, Michael dropped out of the race and Toma, I believe that same day was the day that he had the terrible accident that they oh, yeah. never published. Mm-hmm. They never talked about that, but he, he basically had his face ripped off, uh, landing backwards in really strong wind. And that might've even been the same day. Michael Vichy went in the lake. Now, no, Michael no, Vichy went to the lake, that was before. Uh, yeah,
1: it, because we landed. That was the day before. When Michael Vichy landed in the lake, I landed like 500 meters next to him. So we, ah. we would, uh. I was that almost was dying. I was I was um, flying backward over um, a wedding a wedding feast, <laughs> and the people saw me like going like, the wind threw me over the wedding, and I landed between two um, two uh, buildings in the middle of of a town, and I, I I survived this again. I didn't know how, but which which five hundred meters in the front landed in the lake, so yes i had several uh, memories and uh, and um those those two were really really bad but i had also extraordinary memories for example one memory i was fighting with uh, aaron and we were um trying to find a clue to um to to cross um uh, a special point near um near lake lake major major lake i don't, I don't remember the name of the, the place but we couldn't um we couldn't reach the place because of the breeze and we didn't know how to do it and and we crossed we saw a a paraglider like um a, a beginner a, a small red wing and the wind was shouting at me like wah, 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 and i was like oh this guy is really happy to see us coming from the Ixops. and i tried uh i tried to cross this this valley i uh using the right side, and then I was totally destroyed on this, 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 um, my, my, my idea was stupid. And then I, when I came back, uh, I could see this paraglider and he he was shouting at me. And I could hear the voice later and he was like, follow me, follow me. And then he showed us, me and Aaron, he showed us, uh, the way. I mean, he was like, uh, I don't know. I, he was like, he had like a beginner wing. But he showed Whoa. us the way the way to cross, and Aaron had done exactly the same mistake. And at the end, this this little guy showed showed us uh, the way to, to cross. So so it's like we had magic memories together with Aaron because this uh, without this guy, I think we could we would have landed maybe ten k's before or twenty k's before.
0: That was down in the Maritimes. That was after Annecy When you're pushing south, I assume. No, or? no,
1: it was uh, it was before. It was um, after. Uh, Bellinzona. I, I don't I'm, I don't remember the place um, before coming back north to, um, to 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 reach the Swiss Swiss Valley um, ah. we were fighting against the, the breeze coming from Lake Major Major Lake Ah, and okay. um and we didn't know the place at all and Ah and this, Lago Major Lake Major yeah Lake Major Ah yeah. okay. okay okay gotcha.
0: That's right we had St Moritz as a turn point didn't we Yeah exactly. yeah yeah. Okay. yeah okay okay
1: that makes sense Okay And he, and 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 this guy I mean he he totally changed a race and it, it was fun because he was uh, he was just a normal guy and I think he enjoyed it I mean to sh- to share this with us it was it was it was cool cool uh wow. cool memory but I mean, we have plenty of the of those memories. I remember uh, uh fighting with Aaron when we flew over um, the places I knew really well uh, in in the French Alps, and uh, <laughs> we would we would share the flight with Aaron and Antoine for ten hours uh, in a the whole the whole day together. We flew uh, wow. over, and and it, and it was like magic. We were we were racing, but it was like a, a family, like a a friend. Uh, a, f- a friend flight and, a, a, wow. and it was, it was magic.
0: I remember sitting on the pass into the West end of the Chamonix Valley. And you guys were all heading up to the, I believe you all three were together that morning. Maybe one was slightly up at the going up to the Brenta, you know, the top of the gondola or the tram there and, and, and getting ready to fly. We had, it was a great day to Annecy and it was, you know, the forecast was for crazy strong North fern and i was sitting on the pass ferdy didn't even try to fly he just walked off the pass and walked down into Chamonix. and but you guys were going up and i kept telling bruce you know they see something that we don't they're they're going up to fly it must be okay and and he kept going i don't know north fern and Passy and passy's fine but in Chamonix, it's really dangerous and and i kept saying no but the the sky looks okay i think the forecast is wrong and it was it was an amazing day and but you, I think if you guys hadn't been there, I also would have walked. But I kept saying, "They know something that we don't, Bruce. Let's just <laughs> let's just sit here and watch." And as soon as you guys took off, I took off, and and it, it
1: worked. It was great. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes
0: the forecasts are scary.
1: Yeah. Sometimes sometimes you 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 don't know that it's that it's dangerous, and you take off, and you, and it works. <laughs> sometimes yeah. it's because you're stupid, or and you don't have the information that you try it, and it works, but. And sometimes you'd better have the information. Uh, once yeah. I, it was funny in this race. I was, um, I was uh, before um, Madonna di, Pan, di before the Brenta, before Madonna di Campiglio. We had a really strong storm. I was uh, before Aaron de Durogati, and I we hiked to um, to uh, a, a summit, um, and we wanted to glide and to fly to Madonna di Campiglio. And we were here, and we had this terrible storm with really strong winds. I was like, we were at the top, and it was windy, and uh, we were waiting and waiting. And then Aaron arrived, and uh, with his supporter, and uh, and it was really really uh, windy. And um, his supporter, that he's competing uh, this this year, his Andra, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he mm. he told Aaron, okay, let's take off. I mean, uh, I I propose you to go down. 50 meters down and we take off and we're like those guys are completely crazy and they, they start to go down and we were like those guys are, <laughs> are gonna kill themselves and five minutes later they took off like in in uh totally i mean it was crazy. hell it was crazy and and it worked i mean and they they took off and then they they directly glide in on the lee side of it i was like those guys are crazy and and it worked <laughs> and uh I, I had a lot of french guys that were here to to watch the race and they're like sometimes we spend uh, they were usual paragliders and they say uh, sometimes we spend two two hours analyzing the conditions before take off and those guys they don't care they just take off they just, they just go yeah um, Aaron, I mean, Andres, obviously, with all his acro
0: background, is is a, an amazing pilot. It's going to be interesting to watch him in the race. And I yeah. got to see Aaron this year after his exploits in Pakistan this this summer, which were extraordinary. He came and did, you know, we have this three-day hike and fly race here called the the Global Rescue X Red Rocks. And... Man, he's operating at a high level. I mean, he's always been fast up mountains. You know, he's really a, a gazelle up going uphill, you know, has knee problems like you and I do. And so the flats are not his favorite, but wow, he's moving fast right now. It's just ex- extraordinary. I think he's really preparing well. I think he's going to be one Yay. one to watch. You know, the X-OPS has always been, he's done very well, but for him, it's not very well. He He'd like to, you know, obviously he wants to win. He wants to be up there in the top in the podium and he's had trouble striking that balance, but he's, I think this year he could be very dangerous.
1: Yeah, he has improved a lot. Uh, yeah, I, I saw yeah, him in 2015, 2017, 2019, and he has improved a lot of his different skills. So he gonna be, he's going to be, every every race is better.
0: Yeah. 2017 was marked by a lot of bad weather. I think it was the first time in the race that no one flew one day. I know Kriegel said that in 20, the first day. We all walked up to the Geisberg and it was so wet, I ruined my phone. And we all walked off the Geisberg and walked all day, which uh, again, for you and I is pretty hard to do. That was a hard day. And then it was earmarked by this, this, the second day you had an unreal flight and showed what was possible flying in really strong fern. I, You and I have talked about this. I watched, you know, I walked all night, which was a mistake. And then I was in that canyon to the south that you all, you know, Kriegel took a different route there, but you launched on the north side, hopped over the the spine of the Alps. And I watched gliders coming down that canyon. And I got on the phone with the the safety officer saying, you better get a helicopter in here. Someone's going to crash. It was wicked dicey. Uh, You know, Benoit went in the trees and and any, but, but, Some of you had a, had an amazing day Uh, and yeah. And then at one point, I don't want to spoil 2017, but at one point you were leading the race well into the race down at the Garda turn point, you were out in front and then sadly you had a hard landing. So, but the, the race course was, was longer than it had ever been, I believe, and hopped back and forth across the spine of the Alps more than it ever had. It was a pretty exciting course and then a lot of wind at the end but anyway that that race was dictated by storms and thunderstorms and rain and gust fronts and quite a bit of wet weather
1: well for me this race um it was um uh, it was it was a perfect race for me um the, the the first day was was horrible because i couldn't um run on the flats so i ended uh, i was the last one on the at the end of the first day i was <laughs> pointing at the last position and uh, it was kind of scary but i knew um that every, that a lot of people were making a mistake because um i knew that we'll have we would have a north wind and that when you have some north wind uh it's always better to be before the spine than after the spine i mean because uh the fun is always stronger when he comes down after the after the 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 app so i knew that it it if, if if i could fly uh the north wind would would help me to to come back and i it, you could that's i knew that you sh- you could not i mean you could probably not take off on the south side because of the, the this down this downwind coming down so uh, actually, taking this day, taking uh, taking off on the north side was really calm and sweet. We had really tiny conditions on the, on the north side, and uh, I, and uh, the idea was to take as much altitude as I could, so that uh, when you, you when you jump over the the spine, you you survive the you know the wave going down. And um, and uh, I knew that uh, fifty k's from the spine, maybe I could find some uh, normal conditions. So I had to survive those fifty k's uh, of downwind, and um, and it worked. It it worked. I mean, luckily, uh, it worked perfectly, and I had this uh, incredible flight uh, almost to the to the turn point of Mangart. So it was um, incredible. It was an incredible way to. To begin the race, uh, yeah. to, to to start from, from last to from last second. to second, and uh, yeah, and after that, I I was into the race, and I had uh, luckily I had this chance that every day was flyable, so I could um I could, you know um, play the game because if it's re- uh, with my knee, I couldn't. With um rainy day, I cannot really play anything. So uh, with good flyable conditions, I could play the game. And the day and like this, I could reach, um, I could reach, uh, Kriegel bit by bit, but I, I reached Kriegel, uh, because he, he was not on the really good timing and I was on a good timing. And, Coming into Garda. Uh, yeah. And I reached Kriegel, but I reached Kriegel, uh, getting tired. So that explained maybe part of probably the fact that I got injured. I. I have never been uh, as good as Krigel, and I will probably never be as good as he, he is. But it was fun to, to I. What I realized in two seventeen is that I understood the way he played, the way he 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 thinks, the way he he reads the the, the forecast, and I understood. I could feel things, and that this is was this is. This was really interesting and, and the main difference between 215 and 217 is that uh i could understand the timing is that at the beginning of the day i could tell my crew uh at 215 i will be there at 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 three o'clock i'll be there at five o'clock i will be there i could plan the day and i could um and this changed changed really a, a lot of things because when you can plan the, the time when you will be uh, landing and where you will be landing, then you can. It's easy to. to it's better. It's 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 easy to get to go faster. Because if how you did are, you
0: do that? How how did you? How were you able to map it so well in your mind? How it would happen?
1: Well, two fifteen helped me a lot, and um, and and then after after that, when you fly a lot, which was the case in two fifteen, I I I really flew a lot. I, I also competed to the to the uh, uh, International World Cup um, in Brazil. And in, uh, so I, I really flew a lot on different style. So I was really confident of, of what I could do. And I, so I could be, I was able to say I can fly 30 K per hour, 25 th- K per hour today. And I think I can reach here. I will land over there and then I can hike this bus and I will take off over there. So I could plan my day. And this uh, was the main difference. And this is why it, it worked pretty well. But I have to say that the end of this uh, race was really tricky. And the bad weather was was horrible. The, um, the terrain, I mean, the Italian side of the end of this race was horrible. And I I have to say that if I didn't break my wrist, I I could never win the race because it was, the end of the race was too tricky, not, not too not as flyable as, as I needed to, to be to win, uh, to win or to keep going with krigel you understand what yeah, I'm and saying? That was,
0: yeah, totally. I mean, it, just to remind everybody listening, what, what was unusual about that race is you know, what, what typically happens is the the leaders are often, which is Kriegel, will get out in front of the bad weather and, and, and will have. Better weather than those in the back, and in this case, I was in the back, uh, early, and because of it, that terrible mistake early on, and and then the weather for the leaders actually got worse. It not you know, going through Garda and all that, it was still pretty good, but once they got up to kind of the Matterhorn the, the wind was, you know, on the, on the prognosis was purple, you know, which I, you don't very see that often. And it was, it was walk, you had to walk and they were doing a lot of walking. And, you know, that was where Kriegel famously got blown out of the mountains, going hundred K an hour and had to land out in the Italian flats and go around the airspace. And yeah, you know, he talks about only making 18 K or something that day. And still won, but it was, it was pretty brutal at the end and where for us coming into Garda then and, and, and making the turn and heading west was actually really flyable, it was really nice and, and good conditions. And so you could make, you could close the gap, you weren't going to catch anybody, but you could close the gap, which was nice. It doesn't happen that often.
1: But, it, but it, it, people must understand that got the, during those, those races, we we keep flying, landing, flying, landing, and flying, landing. And when Krigel does that, he flies, he makes a perfect landing, then he, t- he takes off perfectly, and then he flies again. When I do that, I fly, then I literally crash, then I hike up, and then I take off as I can, and then I crash again, and then I... So at the end of the day, it's it's hard for me not to get totally destroyed. You see, it's not... It's not a perfect uh, Krigel, and I mean Krigel, but you can also say Patrick von Kennel, for example. Those guys, they control whatever they do. It's, it's beautiful to watch. Yes. If you could see us at the, at the back, it's not the same. We, we're we not that precise. On the yeah, my my
0: highlight reel in the 2021 race was just a series of crashes. I, I basically just crashed my way all the way across the Alps. And I thought, at the end, I thought, looking back at it, I thought, you know, it's a good thing I'm a wombat because... That's unacceptable. This was not pretty at all. I just kept crashing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I started doing the whole from watching those guys videos of their whole upwind, down down, you know, or sorry, downwind uphill landings. You know, I started seeing and Maxime doing that in Annecy. Oh, I really need to start practicing that. And thank God the first 50 I did was in the snow because they weren't landings. They were just crashes. And then I started to try to deploy those in the X Alps. Uh, this is But
1: hard. I I mean I can do that when the conditions are okay, but most yes. of the time I land on yeah, the lee okay. side, and the wind is is going down when super strong, and I'm I want to land on the rocky, and I know I have to land it here because if not, the worst the, the 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 race is over. So I have to land it right there, and it's rocky, and the wind is totally strong, and it it's not landable, but I have to do it. So I literally crash. I, I'm not precise enough. And, and with the, when you're tired, it it, it it I mean, you're, you're not as accurate as when you are uh, sure fully recovered. How did you break your wrist? What happened? <laughs> well, th- that's strange because it wasn't on a crash. It was on a really easy landing for the, the, this is always what happens when you have an accident. It's always on the easy stuff, but uh, I was landing on a small, um in a small hill because I wanted to hike up a, just a little bit and on this hill, the, we, you had a small road and a house with a little brick wall, like a one-meter wall uh, between the garden of the house and the road. And I was landing really smoothly, and just at the moment, I would probably put my feet on the ground. A huge thermal blew this hill, and it, and it took my, my left side of the, wind, the wing, and it just, like, bubbled like a, I don't know how to call that in English, but like a strong uh, yeah. little bomb. And it's just um, made me fly a little bit and I swung uh, onto the wall, but it really smoothly, but the wall is kind of strong and, uh, <laughs> and I broke my wrist. It's a wall. Like this. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I, I was imagine, stupid.
0: I imagine that was the low point of the race or not. Was there, was there something else that was lower?
1: Well, it was a low point no uh i had a low point the day before i was i i it's it was really strange i got stuck onto a hill because of the breeze um when i was leading the race for about 5 minutes maybe uh i took a different option Krigel took right and i took left and my option didn't work and um uh i didn't i didn't i, I should have landed and start i mean and and to go up uh, up and st- because th- we had a great inversion, so I- you had to fly really high, and I should have learned to keep high, but I wanted to fight a little more, and I got stuck uh, on a- on a hill inside the breeze, so I- it was impossible to go up again because of the wind blowing uh, everything, and I stayed there for probably two or three hours trying to to uh, pinch that. this breeze and it didn't work for the whole day so this was uh probably more annoying than the than the than the next day and the next day well it was for sure not really fun but uh, uh the first thing i i told myself is okay man it's just a wrist it's it's not a back or it's not a it's yeah. it's not a big deal so just uh okay keep calm and it's
0: okay yeah well <laughs> what a what a race uh, did we i i can't remember did we well, was your highlight the day getting down to, to Titlis that,
1: that second day, or was there something else that we missed? A, um, a real
0: high point from the
1: race? No, the high point, the high points of the race, and the, it's the high point of all the exiles for me. It's a marvelous flight from uh, Lermos to, uh, no, from um, Kimse yes. to Lermos. And um, it was a flight against uh, West Wind, so against the wind. And it was really technical, so it was probably my best flight ever, um, technically. And I could reach Lermos at the end of the day with all the, all my friends, all my family, and it was like uh, the sunset going. I mean, it was a perfect day. Uh, and I remember it. Uh, I will probably remember it for all my all my all my life because it's it, it was it had everything. Uh, the the fly against the wind. Uh, the the good vibes with the team um, the turn point at the end the um, the fact that we were in going into the timing to reach Grigel so we had everything it was uh, incredible
0: this was okay now I'm starting to remember this you were in the air was that the year with you were in the air with Willie uh, or was that 2019? Getting my no, that was 2019. Okay, we'll come to that because you made a move in 2019, oh, yes. yeah, it's, it's 2019 that yeah. was unbelievable. That was you, you approached Moose from the south, and uh, yeah, we'll get to that. Okay, so okay, so yeah, you're in second place, break your wrist, and uh, you were you were fighting at the front, man. We were all that was, I think, the whole world let out a sigh of oh no, that day in 2017, you were having an amazing race. And then, okay, so let's jump to twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen was again weak. A very it was weak. Yes, <laughs> I know you. you you one of your low lights is going to be your wing choice. I remember that, yeah. but it was, uh, yeah, it was twenty nineteen was incredibly stable and hot at the end. Unbelievable. We of course had the oh my gosh, I'm the angle. Engelberg turn point. The, uh, the only one that Kriegel top, you know, he was the only one that top landed and you hugged the sign. T-tis. That was a highlight. T-t- yes. Uh-huh. Yes. And, uh, I'm sorry, before I said titless before I meant tree glove, but yeah. So the titless turn point was, was incredible. And the middle of the, the beginning of the race was, was great weather. The middle of the race had lots of shade and not many thermals, but we had no fern in that race. We had no wind and it was, by far the easiest conditions I had raced in in, in all my x campaigns, especially compared to 2021, but it was, you could just go up anywhere and launch and, and it wasn't very, I would say 2019 was not very dangerous uh, and it had some, but it had this, Obscenely hot, and God, that was miserable. Where you'd hike, you know, two thousand meters, and it would be the exact same temperature at the top as it was in the valley bottom, and there just wasn't a burp of a thermal unless you got really tall. That was when people landed on top of of Mont Blanc when now that, that was going down. And I re- recall a couple of your flights being just absurdly awesome. And down through the Maritimes, you had a really good one. With uh, Manuel, you guys, you guys had a really good day together, and then we just had him on the show, and he talked about that being very special. You had an amazing one, kind of a. You were, I don't believe you were much up in the front. You were kind of in the back early. I was in the back.
1: Oh, yes. Incredible
0: <laughs> flight, and you went from the back to third going into Laramuse. Do I have that right?
1: Yeah. Well, on on this um, edition, I it was really hard for me because. Um, um uh, I'm probably not the best um pilot when it's really weak and I had a wing that was really small so it was hard to keep up at the beginning and I m- probably made mistakes too so at the beginning I was really at the back and uh fortunately we had two good days uh, f- one really good day for me from um uh, from Kisbul near Leramos. near uh, near um kimse uh, to we had to go back um to the Dolomite Dolomites and then back up to lormas and and um I was in the good timing uh to try another another option uh on the west side of, of the of the, I mean you had two main you had two options uh either on the on the east side, and so it was an an option really good for the morning in the morning. And you had this option crossing the, the Otsal um, mountains uh, on the west, and since I was really at the back, I I, I, I I like to try other stuff, and it was the perfect timing to try it. So, and I, I remember and I was this I was with your friend with the American Willie uh, and I told him, "Come on, let's go," and he didn't he didn't want he to come. <laughs> and he got
0: stuck there for two days. That was the end of his race in some ways. He, he got shin splints. And uh, I said, "Wait, you were with Gaspard and you left him? You idiot. Uh, but, you know, just to paint the listener a picture. So when we, you know, I was in pretty good position that day flying from, we'd gotten to Kimsey the night before. I was with Paul and a, and a bunch of the guys we were we flew we had a beautiful day to get over the spine of the Alps and top landed chromene I was on the ground for less than five minutes relaunched was heading north uh up to Moringan. so i I took the traditional route so that's east of uh innsbruck or sorry uh, Interlaken, no, sorry, innsbruck, innsbruck and yeah. as I was heading north and you all were still heading south the sky was Big. I mean, really big, huge. I mean, lightning, thunder, rain. Uh, you know, to our to our east. I mean, it looked really pretty scary, and that's when you were heading the wrong way. I mean, you were going. We were going kind of, in a sense, away from it. Although, it started getting big everywhere. They were getting it up in Laramuse, and that, you know, so that. To to do what you did took some cojones. I'm just in terms of weather. I mean, just in terms, but you were, I guess, no, heading it, west, which was okay.
1: No, because um, I landed uh, in. Uh, I was just on the um, just before the storms. I I landed in complex um, and it, in the Dolomites, it was all dark, and then I could um, take off again, and and on the west side. Um, I could see that the um, the cloud base was really high, and it wasn't that um, it wasn't uh, really dangerous. I mean, it was not going into storm, so that's why I chose to go west. And I knew that to cross west, I needed a four thousand cloud base. So I needed to cross over the over the glaciers. So I needed a lot of. Uh, so it was like a, a gamble, but um, it was was the try and. And I had uh, worked a lot of maps and of uh, all the, um, the the Innsbruck area, which is really tricky with the um, with the airspaces. And I knew that I had uh, I had a way to 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 do it on the west. And it was yes. And I and I and I I remember I was on the turmoil with Will. And I said, okay, that's it. Let's try it. Let's go. That's that's you know one one of my favorite pilots in the AikSat. My one of my. Um, my uh, my mentor, I would say, or my uh, the best pilot I've I've ever seen on XApps is is not probably Kriggle. The one I like the most is um, is uh, Martin Müller, uh, mm. which is a Swiss pilot. And what I like with Martin is that he tries. Uh, he always tries stuff, and even if even sometimes he he wastes a lot of time, but he tries, and that's that's what I told myself. Let's let's do it. Let's let's do something else. And it was really fun to try this and uh, and mm. I had a great time,
0: yeah, so that's you took basically the the beginning of the ansel well the second leg of the Anthos f a i where you fly down to Sturzing and up over the glaciers and into the solden valley, and then it's just a straight north run, and once you got there, it was fast, and man, you crunched some kilometers, and I looked at it afterwards and it was quite a short way to go. You also, you know, you didn't have to go all the way around the airspace and make the hard move over the end valley. And, uh, and it really made sense. And that, that is a route that, you know, we fly, it, it works. And it was, boy, that was beautiful. I mean, you, like you said, to make it over the glaciers, you had to have the base, but otherwise you would have gotten kind of stuck up there, but it was, that was a neat
1: move. But then the next day was tricky because um, we had to do this turn on the north side of, um, of uh what's the um davos now on on lermos the turn point is uh the summit the big summit of yep. uh i don't remember the name and uh you had to i had oh, to, the zookspit the zookspit i had to go north of it so i had um a technical via ferrata to climb and then a uh, glide just to put a, a waypoint on the north side of the zookspit and this was a tricky it's a tricky part. And uh, that that's had to right. The it wasn't just day. getting to Lermoose. You had yeah, exactly. to get around.
0: And you were, so you were coming in from, in a sense, the wrong side then. But exactly. Yeah. But you went, you went, you got into third. So you're, you're good at those. in in 2017, you went from last to second. And then they, yeah, these big flights, which is really neat because one of my issues, I guess, with the with the X-Alps since 2015 is that the distances between the waypoints, they've been, they've added a lot more waypoints. And the distances have gotten shorter. And so it takes away a lot of that ability to do the Martin Mueller nickname. And is exactly. like that too. He just goes into crazy places or what the hell is Nick yeah. doing? And sometimes it works and sometimes it's great, but yeah. you've proven that you can still, you
1: know, you can still make those kind of moves, which is really nice to see. Well, that's, that's fun for me. I, I totally agree. I think the more weapons you put, the less adventure you can try, uh, yeah. but but um, that's the way it is and you have to you have to do uh, you have to do the best with the rules um but this 2019 race was uh was great because it was all a lot into the mountains i uh, remember titlitz climbing up to titlitz uh was um be- just beautiful i mean just uh nice for the eyes and uh we had this beautiful summer summit over there we 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 flew. Uh, we slept uh, in the restaurant at the top of Titlitz. Uh, so I have wonderful memories of uh, high mountaineering. We we also had a, 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 one of my best moments uh, sharing um, um, a, 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 a glacier traverse with Tom Le Dolodo, Uh and um, and uh, I forgot his name, the German guy. Um. Manuel. Uh no, the other one. Uh, oh the other one. Uh, uh, no, no, that wasn't uh, it
0: wasn't
1: his year. <laughs> I forgot. I didn't um well but uh, we had a great time together sharing the the I mean the all the the crampons um traverse over the glacier and finding a takeoff. And all this sharing I, I aspect of the race is, is great. I mean we we've shared many days with um with Tom. I've shared um beautiful flight with uh Manuel. Um so 219 was more about sharing and uh having this uh you know taking um all the beauty of this race uh the beauty of the um, of the, the landscapes but the beauty of the friendship the beauty of the flights so i ended this race uh with a big smile on my face just um having a great time of paragliding and uh it was more than competing It was, it was it was um and and even at the end when we landed on the raft with uh we landed uh, all the, all the um i mean all the finishers together and uh we had this this moment on the raft uh sharing and smiling and, and you know it was really really a nice french uh, friendship um uh, experience and uh, that I will remember
0: your brother has been part of your team, all three events. And he, like I said, a really good pilot. I'm curious when you're, when you're flying, are you talking to him? Is he giving you, are you on the phone together? Is he giving you, how much is in your own instinct and your own uh, doing your own thing versus getting help from, from your brother?
1: So, um, in two fifteen, he could fly with me. So we flew part of it together. Um, but he's always on the van and he's really important because, um, uh, at the beginning of this, uh, recording, you said that, uh, I, I, we, I told you that I had made races before XOPS and we've made the races together. And the yeah. only rules we applied together was to always land together and to always do the whole race together, which is quite hard, but we were really good at it, uh, flying as a team. And um, so I know he he knows me perfectly and I know him perfectly and it's and we can um understand uh, each other really well. so even if in if in the van and I have an idea, I can feel the way he answers me. I can feel if my idea is good or if it's if it's stupid uh and sometimes he' he calms me down because I'm a bit uh I'm a bit um. Dynamic, too much dynamic. I would say I'm a bit speedy, Gonzalez. French, French. <laughs> and sometimes French. He, he calms me down. Uh, but yes, when I have an idea and he tells me, "Okay, I think it's it's a good idea," then it's it's for me. It's easier to to go fully into my idea. It's easier for me to follow my ideas when I know that that he can he confirms that that's a good idea. So maybe sometimes I, I probably nice you can. Yeah, you probably experienced that you have an idea during the exams and you, you're not sure of yourself. So probably if a pilot cross your routes, you will probably follow him a bit because you're not quite sure. And that, uh, with with this uh, asset on my team, I could be sure of what I uh, of my ideas and trust my ideas uh, to the very end, and not um, not be not follow other pilots.
0: The w- one theme for a lot of teams seems to be to have a mountain guide on the team. You are a mountain
1: guide. How important is that aspect? Well, I am a mountain guide and one of my supporters is also one. Uh, it's important in a, in a sense that I'm a, I don't care about landing anywhere. I don't care about landing on the glacier. I'm not scared about it. So. And I know a bunch of huts, so I know that I can go up to that hut. It's also easier uh, on the tactics, because I know that I can land at the very end of the valley, and then my crew will come with the crampons, and we can cross with the crampons. I can... so that helps a lot. And when we shared this this, uh, crossing with the crampons with Toma and... um, and... um, I forgot his name. I I called the um, I called uh, the the race director to tell them that I um I am an alpine guide and I will take care uh wow. I, we will we, we will take care of the whole group so I could also help the other guys to cross this this was, this was nice for us Marcus Marcus Anders Marcus Anders exactly yeah. sorry Marcus yeah.
0: who who who, who kind of got injured at the end of the 2019 race I don't believe we've done a we're gonna wrap things up here, I know you got a hard out, but you we we've talked a lot about the good sides of twenty nineteen you had an, an amazing race was there a bad was there a down
1: yes moment? i was um i i uh, like i had kind of a nervous breakdown at the middle of the race uh when um well I made some bad choice in the middle of the race before chamonix and uh and people were coming back and um uh i was i was in too much maybe into competing at that time and i was um i was maybe i was not really nice i'm not nice enough with my team i was uh a bit of an asshole maybe i could say at that time so that's that's was really not the, the the best moment of this race fortunately um just after that we uh we we calmed down and we focused about, uh, about what was important in the race and, and things went much better. But I had this, this major breakdown. Maybe a, a lot of, of uh, I was really tired and um, I had a lot. It was the first time that many of my plans were not working as, uh, as as I expected because I'm really used to fly in the Alps. So I'm really used to fly in big conditions in strong conditions and this this year uh, nothing would work uh, i mean the it was weak everywhere even at high altitude so none of my plan would work the way i would plan them and mm. uh, and i had this huge break breakdown in the middle of the race unfortunately um because thanks to my team and and, and uh, my mom was there too my 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 sister my brother they all um they all helped me a lot to to to, to stay confident and come back to to end this race properly
0: yeah and that that must have worked really well because I remember watching on live track and I was walking in some miserable heat somewhere uh, I had a pretty hard day getting into to Chamonix and you were you were having an epic flight on the East side from yeah. Chamonix down to Saint Hilaire, where you really you spanked a lot of people in front of you. You made a nice move there. That must oh have yeah, been amazing. I,
1: I, yeah, it was a nice, um, a nice uh, gamble again <laughs> in the middle of the mountains, rather than in the Alps. Mm. Another gamble. It didn't work as well as I thought, but it worked a little bit. Yeah, well, you were able to stay high. That was the key.
0: That was the key and you kind of pieced it all together. Okay, final question, because I know you gotta go. How hard was it and what can you teach me about not doing it in twenty twenty one? Well did you watch every second or did you just totally ignore it?
1: To be honest, um normally after twenty seventeen I wanted to stop and I came back in two nineteen because of my injury on two seventeen. So hmm. it was Already, like an extra, an extra um, uh, addition for me, and it was clear that I had to stop, and I wanted to stop in two nineteen, because it was hard for the family, and it was a lot of commitment. So when we when we stopped in two nineteen, it was clear, and I wanted to try some other stuff too. So it was easy at the beginning, hmm. but for my supporter, it wasn't that easy because I. I I could, uh, my supporter would just, um, you know, put my computer on the right page at the right moment, <laughs> <laughs> just to be sure I wouldn't miss the reply, the uh, you know, on, on, on summer, at the end of the summer. Um, but, but it was clear on my, it was clear for me that I had to stop. And, um, and, and I had a great time watching the race on the screen, um, two years ago. Uh, yes, two years ago now. And, um. Yeah. And um, I also helped a lot of people on the phone when they came back to France. Um, I was, um, uh, you know, congrate. I was following Maxime and um, and Laurie and many French pilots and congratulate them. I mean, it was, it was it was not my time anymore, and I'm really proud to see that those guys are super strong and they're doing super well. So it's it's normal for me to. To move on and, and to do other things. I mean, uh, the the younglings are are strong enough to, and uh, probably they will probably probably win and, and beat Krugel. Hopefully, <laughs> at last.
0: <laughs> I remember you you telling me in twenty nineteen, which I think was Maxime's first year, that, that you really thought Maxime was the was the biggest threat. Who who is it? I am putting you on the spot here, but who's the who do you think is the biggest threat? We saw Maxime gave him a hell of a run for his money, but Kriegel's still just slaughtered it at the end that was an incredible move
1: yeah last year it's for me I didn't I, I don't think krigel was um far ahead uh krigel had a lot of luck last year um and Maxim could have bit him uh, easily he bitted him several days in a row so I think if Maxim the problem if Maxim stays uh strong in his head, that's his main. Um, it's that's the main issue. If it stays strong, he's. I he think he flies better. I mean, he's. He, I think he can beat him. But uh, I mean, there are plenty of great pilots uh, on the list, so it's gonna be fun to watch. And uh, and uh, but oh, for sure, when I see, um, you know old guys just uh that were fighting with me uh in two fifteen to seventeen and two nineteen i'm saying i i just tell myself ah, oh, that would be nice to to share the race together <laughs> but well, that's it we have to we have to change we have to do other things i agreed agreed
0: Gaspard <laughs> what a delight it was great connecting with you and uh we miss you buddy and and but love what you're doing with your family and I hope to grab some thermals with you here someday. But thanks a lot. Appreciate your time,
1: and thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, it's been a pleasure, and hopefully we can uh, travel and see you uh, and see your little girl. Well, how old is she? Two years? Five. Two? She's five and a half. Five man. years. Wow. I know, man. Okay.
0: As you know, it goes fast.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. She's, hopefully we she's, can
0: meet. That'd be great. That'd be great. See you soon. If you find the cloud-based mayhem valuable you can support it in a lot of different ways you can give us a rating on itunes or stitcher or however you get your podcast that goes a long ways and helps spread the word you can blog about it on your own website or share it on social media you can talk about it on the way up to launch with your pilot friends i know a lot of interesting conversations have happened that way and of course you can support us financially this show does take a lot of time a lot of editing a lot of storage and music and all kinds of behind-the-scenes costs. So if you can support us financially, all we've ever asked for is a buck a show. And you can do that through a one-time donation through PayPal, or you can set up a subscription service that charges you for each show that comes out. We put a new show out every two weeks. So, for example, if you did a buck a show, and every two weeks, it'd be about $25 a year. So way cheaper than a magazine subscription. And it makes all of this possible. I do not want to fund this show with advertising or sponsors. We get asked about that uh, pretty frequently, but for a whole bunch of different reasons, which I've said many times on the show, I don't want to do that. I don't like having that stuff at the front of the show. And I also want you to know that these are authentic conversations with real people. And these are just our opinions, but our opinions are not being skewed by sponsors or advertising dollars. I think that's a pretty toxic business model. So I hope you dig that. Um, You can support us. If you go to cloudbasemayhem.com, you can find the places to support. You can do it through patreon.com forward slash mayhem. If you want a recurring subscription, you can also do that directly through the website. Uh, We've tried to make it really easy, and that will give you access to all the bonus material, little video casts that we do, and extra little uh, nuggets that we find in conversations that don't make it into the main show, but we feel like you should hear. We don't put any of that behind a paywall. If you can't afford to support us then just let me know and I'll set you up with an account of course that'll be lifetime and hopefully and you're being in a position someday to be able to support us but you'll find all that on the website uh, all of you who have supported us or even joined our newsletter or bought cloud-based mayhem merchandise t-shirts or hats or anything you should be all set up you should have an account and you should be able to access all that bonus material now thank you so much for listening I really appreciate your support and we'll see you on the next show thank you